Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the seventh episode of the infamous podcast, hashtag I'm with Bozo. It's your boy G, and I'm coming at you live on a very special White Rice Wednesday. Today, um, it is also my step dog, my dog that I got grandfathered into being a dad with. His fifth birthday today. Big shout out to my boy, Iriman. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm accompanied by the tallest guy in the league, I think. I don't know. Maybe Nick and him are competing for that. Good buddy of mine, Blake Smith. Welcome, Blake. What up, G? What up, what up? Man? Doing good. Hey, you can always differentiate me and Nick, all right? Because I'm the tallest and the strongest. Okay, Ooh, he's so if it's the tallest. You just add that other, and they know who you're talking about. All right, so you'll they'll know next time. You just take okay. both of them. All right, perfect. Love, <laughs> it. Love it. How you doing, man? How's your uh, How's your Wednesday going? Hey, it's white white rice Wednesday, baby. I can't complain. Uh, a torch wait. will be snuffed tonight, and I'm, I'm going to snuff a couple, too. Give some hope up for some people here, okay? I think some are too far gone at this point. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We, we, we'll we we'll get into it, I'm sure, man. Oh, yeah. I'm digging it. I like it. I love that you're a big Survivor fan. I know you are. I'm a big Survivor fan, obviously, for those that don't know. Survivor is everything. I it is, it. baby. Happy birthday to your dog, man. Happy Thanks, birthday man. to your dog. I will definitely pass on the good vibes. Um, how's life going, man? I know you and you married a high school friend of mine, Caitlin. How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. Life's great. You know, traveling, keeping it real. Life's good, man. No Travel? Where are you going? Where'd you travel to? Anywhere sweet? Uh, California, mostly right now. Her her parents moved to California, so we go there more often than not. She's been there several times this year. I've been there a couple. So we're going back in Thanksgiving. So, you know. There could be worse places to move, you know, so I'm yeah. in. That's what's up. Hell yeah. Um, I think you guys got some pets, right? Oh, yeah. We got a, got a golden retriever, two years old, Tilly. Tilly. Caitlin has an Instagram, Tilly's Golden Life. Okay. Oh. And hey, out there, hashtag give it a follow. That's right. That's right. Hey, I feel you on the whole dog thing, man, because, you know, when I, when I first started dating Caitlin – I went over to their house for dinner and she gave her dog the leftover filet that they had for dinner. And I'm like, man, this dog's eating better than I've done in like 15 years. Yeah, like, this dog's getting filet. Love it. It's more of a, that whole thing with me and our food is like uh, once a year, like today, really. He only gets to like indulge today on like people food. But we did actually just recently order the farmer's dog which is, I guess, fresh, healthy food for dogs. So we're going to start making the transition for our dogs eating healthy food. So I'm excited about that as well. There you go, man. Make it happen. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. You still over at Hans or what? Oh, yeah. Hans, baby. Hans like, Group. Hans Group. I saw you guys got a new office in Canton. Not new, but. Uh, it's new. It's it new is? as of a couple of years ago. Yeah, okay. exp expanding the, the company. We're at tw 27 offices in the state. So we're, we're, we're moving and yeah, the name will be more well known. That's, hey, that's what's up. I love it. Yes, sir. I love it. So you guys traveling, obviously, you got any new adventures coming up or no? Kind of just chilling for a little while. 
Uh, just California in the books right now, but she had a good friend move to the Carolina. So we'll be down there to do some uh, rafting, whitewater rafting in a couple of months. I'm sure it's just nothing booked yet, but yeah, I mean, we, we travel quite a bit. We enjoy it. So hell yeah, man. I mean, that's what you got to do before you settle down and really settle down and have some kids. <laughs> nope, nope. Still, still, still nothing, man. Nice. Sounds good, man. I'm glad to hear life's going well for you, but it's time to get to what everybody is on this podcast for, and that is the fantasy foot balling. So your team, ship the Quan. Um, let me hear. Um, obviously, I like to start with everything in the beginning. Um, going back to the keeper strategy prior to this season with the old bozo rules we had in place, what was, what were you actually going to be doing before all of that, like kind of happened and like, did any of that actually fall into your keeper strategy for this season? Uh, no, you know, I, I don't think that impacted me at all. Um, you know, that, that whole thing took place, but uh, I was I was plagued by a couple injuries last year, and it made it tough to keep the same people again and again. Uh, obviously, Saquon Barkley, Dak, and right. I, I tried to make a run just to try to to not, you know, finish out of the playoffs, which I did last year. And I ended up doing some drops and some ads that probably weren't advisable, keeping the whole keeper thing in mind. So when it came to the keepers, it was just a who do I want to keep as my last two. And I, I, I ended up keeping Mike Davis, which I didn't think was a bad keeper. Uh, and then I just kept a handcuff. There wasn't too much strategy behind it. I didn't have anybody else. So I do. So even so, with Dak's injury, you didn't think to keep him or you couldn't? Um, I, I didn't like, based on his injury, where I would keep him. Because he would have been higher up. He was like a fourth round pick, if I'm remembering right. And so after the injury, he was a tough one to keep that early on, not knowing how he was going to rebound. And True. so I thought about it, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't, you know, who could I have otherwise, right? Where could you get more value somewhere else with, obviously, Mike Davis has been very solid and you kept him in the 15th round. So, like, he, that's, that's been some value as well. But I do look at, you're talking about Dak being a fourth-round quarterback, yada, yada, yada. You didn't take a quarterback until the sixth round. So, looking back, maybe you should have kept Dak in the fourth round. Ah, couldn't agree more. I mean, yeah, hindsight 2020. True, it always is. And and even that, you know, I I jumped the gun too soon, taking who I did in the sixth. I know we'll get to kind of the regret stage, but, you know, hindsight, that's one of the regrets, at least today. We'll see how it plays out. Right. You know, but, you know, I don't – I actually didn't mind the the old school rules. I know there's been a lot of controversy on this uh, trading of picks. I think we maybe just missed one or two steps on it. I like the concept. You know, I mean, we're this league is about stuff that's unique and different. And um, I like the concept. We probably missed on two things. We probably needed to have a trade deadline sooner than never. And uh, I do believe if last place had something more to lose other than two cases of Bush Light, we might have also had people not trade away so many picks. True. I can agree there, too. I I agree with the rule, and, you know, it's kind of complicated, so I agree with it. See, it's funny. I haven't actually got to give my take on how I feel about the how I felt about the rules, but I do find myself leaning more towards that because I did vote for trading picks because I think it's a good thing, kind of like you say, like the concept of it. 
yeah. we just, like you said, missed. We should have put, like, a limit on how many you can trade, maybe. You only got a certain amount of draft picks you can trade. Maybe, like, only, like, your first through, like, eight picks to, like, you know, or ten picks to where it's, like, those are the people that are actually going to matter in your lineup type deal to where it's, like, you actually care to lose that draft pick instead of trading a 14th and a 15th and a 13th round picks of people you don't even really care about. Yeah, I so think I, there's a way we could have adjusted it, but I'm, I'm fine either way with the ruling. Yeah, and, and, and I'll, 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 throw some, I'll throw the big bozo a little bit of credit. He gets a lot of flack, but he finally put his foot down on something instead of being wishy-washy, and he called the spade a spade and made it done. So I'll give him a little credit. That might be the only credit I give him in the next 50 minutes, but I'll give him that. I like it. I mean, he does deserve some credit. I will definitely say that. I mean, he's got to deal with all this stuff. So, Yes, sir. I agree with that for sure. Um, so that leads me right into the next point of the draft. So with what you were doing, just keeping your last two, basically, and you knew where you were drafting, basically in the middle, one, two, three, four, five, six of a 12-team league. So... I guess, who did you have your eye on in the top rounds, I guess, and kind of what was your strategy moving through the draft? So I, I made a mistake last year, and I, I took um, too many people that were appealing to me without thinking about what position they play to a degree, meaning I tried to go for the value at the position but didn't have enough wide receivers last year. So this year um, I was shocked that Zeke got to me. I was surprised Zeke actually made it to six. And so I was all prepared to take Devontae Adams uh, with okay. my first pick. I was ready to roll. And right. I was like, I'm going to go wide receiver. And, and so when Zeke got to me, to be frank, it, it, it threw me off. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going running back first now. I wasn't expecting that. Um, and, nice. and, and then, That's a good problem to have then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so once I got him and, and uh, you know, I was stoked and, and, I knew from there, though, that depending on who was left, I was going to avoid running back unless Najee Harris got to me. I had my eye on him, but he was taking, well, uh, like five rounds before I would even have had a shot. Um, I went with a wide receiver. I went with Ridley, and I thought that was a solid pick based on last year, and uh, he was kind of a bust. I mean, you know I traded him away at this point. I, he did fine, don't get me wrong, but he wasn't the elite I would thought I thought he would be. You know, exactly. which we'll get into the whole trade thing here in a little bit. Oh, yeah, I'm we sure. Don't we don't <laughs> got to touch on that yet. I'm sure. So, yeah, that, I mean, the strategy was just it, it was value. It was depth. I think that's one thing I was really looking for different than previous years was get depth in certain spots, not put as much value on tight ends, quarterbacks, those type of things as like I, I may have done see. in the past. Yeah, you have Trevor Lawrence and Jared Goff as your quarterbacks. With Sam Darnold, though, I guess it's a surprise. Yeah, and so, I, I mean, that's a good point because that, but that was that was part of the whole strategy is you don't, you know, a quarterback can be extremely valuable in those later rounds. You, you know, uh, obviously, crystal ball. You just need to know who. And Sam Darnold, I got, you know, upside there. He was one of them. I took a swing on Goff, right? Who, you know, Lions I mean, have yeah. garbage time. I point, took a swing that late. Have a quarterback. I mean, you have Trevor Lawrence. You don't have a second quarterback. So, I mean, Jared Goff's a serviceable I mean do you do you trot out two quarterbacks in your flex super flex position do you is that your strategy and lineups at all or no yeah absolutely I mean I I feel like if you have them you got to play 
unless there's something really unique, if you have them, you got to play them because, uh, you know, unless you have a really off week, a quarterback's going to throw up points pretty consistently, you know, where running backs, wide receivers, they could, I mean, even the best ones can have a bad game. I remember years ago, uh, I think I was playing against uh, Nick Bassett and he needed Calvin Johnson to score six points to beat me in the playoffs. And he didn't get six. Like it was incredible. He got three or something. I think I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I meant to bring him up. I couldn't think of his name when I was past. I couldn't think of who the guy was between Ely and Nick, and I wanted to bring him up so bad, and I think I almost tried to, and I forgot to. But I, because we talked about why Ely got the X, got to talking into why Nick got. I forgot to who he was at that. I guess, and just forgot. So yeah, we'll you know what? Uh, what the bridge when we do? Yeah, your your boy Brett seems to be snuffing torches pretty quickly here in his uh, manager role. I mean, he's 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 two years for two years snuffing torches, no repeat visitors. So, so. he's not a manager; he's an owner. Nah, you know what I mean. He's just but like he, he's just like you and I. <laughs> That's right. He don't have anything to do with. It seems like <laughs> he's making phone calls. Making calls. That's right. That's he's right. Playing uh, Billy Bean Moneyball. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So I guess still with the whole draft thing, is there anybody you missed on? I mean, being in the middle of the draft, is there somebody you had on that maybe or hot chubbed time machine that you wanted? That you didn't get because of that. Um, not there's no there's nobody that I looked at that question. There's nobody that stood out greatly except there. There was a ton of quarterbacks I could have taken over Trevor Lawrence, right? In the sixth round, right. there were tons available. I wouldn't say though that somebody right before me took a guy I wanted. You know, I I, I wouldn't say that. Okay, I, I dang it, he just went right in front of me. Like that was my guy. I, I didn't really – I didn't have one of those. No, no. I think there's a ton of people I could have taken in replacement of a position um, just based on consistency, but uh, there was never that, that play, I don't think. So, did, I'm looking at the draft right now. Went one for you when you took Now, was there a liberation between those two? Uh, n- never for me because uh, even though Nick Chubb is a really, really good running back, I-, I knew that Kareem Hunt actually could put points up. And so okay. based on how much they ran, I, I was more willing to take the-, the-, the reins on Zeke and the offense he's been in and, and how good he's- he has been looking. That just made more sense to me at the time. And, and you never know year to year when you have a split backfield what the carry situation might look like. And it could shift midseason. Right. And I mean, so, now Nick Chubb's hurt. So in hindsight, again, it's always 2020. But Well, so is Kareem Hunt. He's out for six weeks. So injury zone. So Yep. Get that back up. Third string. I forgot his name. I was already looking at him, thinking about picking him up. His name, though. Uh, I like it. No draft heebie-jeebies for the old. So, 
how obviously drafted your team. We're six weeks in. Give me the six-week recap for Ship the Quan. How does the team gelling, meshing? Are they living up to the hype? You know, we, we started off rough. Travis Etienne went out before we even started. You know, that's that's one of the tough plays when you draft early in August, right, is, is somebody can get injured. And, and he was a uh, – he was a gamble play in early rounds that I could have had somebody great otherwise, right? And so right out the gates, uh, you know, kind of started off on a uh, with crutches, so to speak. And, and right. my record yeah. showed it, right? And yeah. so um, I went into the first two weeks, uh, started off playing easy. And uh, I don't know what it is with that guy, but every time he plays me, he like gets all jacked up and decides to score 200 points. Uh, I'm good at that. The, the, the following week, the guy put up a hundred, the, but against me, he put up two, you know, I, and there, I there might be some, uh, some bad blood grant. Cause every time I pick up a cornhole bag, he hands me $20. So, you know, there's a, there's something there where I feel like he called his team and was like, Hey, we got to play today. Okay. I need my money back. Yeah. You know? I lose all this money in cornhole. I can't throw it. I need it back. I need <laughs> a game out of you guys this week and we can take the week off next week. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And, and, and so, yeah, I started 0-2, you know, from the numbers. I had a lot of this team hate, hating pretty hard. They put me in the bottom three. And, uh, you know, luckily I got to play uh, – luckily I got to play Kevin in week three to turn my season around, okay? Yep. You know, I got to that, – that's right. I got to play the Lions. Uh, you know, I got to play somebody that – I could easily beat, and uh, I went on a run from there up until last week, you know, and and so luckily I got that set up, and I, I went on a run. Had a tough match with Siraj, uh, okay? Siraj had, you know, we played with them a little bit, and then it came down to a big blocked field goal for me to take the victory, so that was cool, but Isn't tough match, like and, uh, and then cool. Something like that, you really did. And then, and fantasy match at some and then your boy Corey got away with one on me last week. And, you know, it could have gone differently had a trade gone through, but it didn't go through. So, you know, it is what it is. Yep. So week four, Ship the Quan took it to Splashtastic. Yes, sir. On a eight-point victory, um, which would be, for those of you that haven't followed the podcast or listened for the first time, Splashtastic is – my team, and if you are listening for the first time, don't forget hashtag I'm with both Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Anchor. Give it a follow. I'm disappointed, but um, yeah, I made obviously a few coaching decisions in that matchup that cost me big time. Zach Moss uh, was in, and Leonard Fournette was on my bench. That was a four-point swing. And then LaVisca Chanel had 17 and Marquez Crowley had nine. I start those two. I win. Hindsight's 20-20. Doesn't matter. But, you know, you still – like It's the same thing. Great matchup. I'm very upset that I didn't win because my team has been very – was I was very good up until then. I think that was my first loss, actually. That's right. Um, nope, it wasn't. I played Rye Dog before that, and he smoked me. It's well, funny it's you actually talk about EZ's going off for 200 points. I played EZ the second week, and he put up 102 points and got shipped. 
that, 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 that's what I mean. The, 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 his team shows up against me to get his 20 back or whatever, and then it goes down the toilet and plays you, gonna, right? Right. I was going to say, so that leads – that was going to lead me right into your week six recap with against EZ. I know you talked about it first. But uh, is there anything – let me see – that you – obviously he had a million points, but, like, you couldn't have done anything different to get a different outcome. You couldn't have had anybody that scored 20 points, 200 points. No, no. My team, it actually was a pretty uh, – uh, I got really worried after that first week that I wasn't going to be too hot because the players didn't show up. But but my team had depth at the time. You know, I had, I had a lot of really good oh. RB2s on the bench, wide receiver twos on the bench. And so it was just a matter of time before they all started scoring. And it just took a couple weeks. Okay, so, yeah, that was early. You played him. I was looking at the wrong day. You played Corey last week. Hashtag. You got it. Yes. Yes. On that matchup, was there anything you ended up 129 to 128? So, yeah, Brandon I could have started Brandon Cooks over Robert Woods, which is a a constant contemplation because he gets volume and Robert Woods seems to be pretty hit and miss. That was, and that's my contemplation going into this week too. Is do I start Robert Woods, Mike Evans, or Brandon Cooks? What two out of three do I start? Because Cooks on a bad team still gets volume. That's why I got him in the first place. You know, right. and that yeah. might be a keeper. A little foreshadow might be a keeper in the next year. We'll see. But hashtag hot take Tuesday. No, it's not Tuesday. <laughs> when... <laughs> that's right. That's what's up. So the team obviously has been doing well. Um, and where you wise? I'm just out of playoff range seven, but it, it's it's interesting because you know I, I went oh, you're, in again bottom bottom of the barrel to now people aren't saying my name right. in that bottom bottom range yeah. anymore. You know. Hey, sir. Well, started, started bringing back up. Yeah, I mean, you're tied with the two night heavy record wise, so you're really you're in fifth spot battling for fifth. Because fast facts were done. You broke up there, G. What'd you say? Am I wrong? Oh, I broke up. I said, I'd like to see you being relevant. In fact, stats days you were dominating. Oh, yeah, man. I actually love – Grant, you being commish helped me out a bunch, man. No bozo rules, no bozo, you know, adjustments. I, I won two out of five of the seasons. You know, things yep. are pretty straight and narrow back then, you know. Now we got some some variables in play. You know, a little, little bit of collusion, you know. Who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll talk, I'm sure, a little collusion takes. We'll talk about that because- so uh we'll definitely be touching base on that actually probably touch base on my hot take question for you uh, uh looking back the league in fashion so you're, br- you're breaking up g uh-oh uh, over here how we doing a little better now Gotta figure out this whole Wi-Fi thing over here. We'll get down there. 
I, I can't hear anything. Uh, every week, hashtag I'm with Bozo. <laughs> How are we doing now? Now we're good. Try without the Wi-Fi for a second. Oh, there we go. All right. All right. Um, all right. So, hashtag you said no collusion, Corey. Well, let's see. You've been brought up in it. Um, my hot take is the trade you made, Cortland Sutton, for George Kittle on the IR, yep. trading Calvin Ridley. Yeah. What's the, I mean, what's the value for Ship the Quan getting rid of their second round pick? So, for as, a guy as on I, the IR. As I mentioned earlier, the uh, Calvin Ridley's value, I mean, he's consistently at 15 and 19, but he's no nowhere near where I traded him. And, and Cortland Sutton. Or where with you drafted the, him, you meant. Yeah, yeah. But but with Cortland Sutton, I believe similar to Brandon Cooks, he can have a lot of volume where he's at. And so I didn't see I did see a downgrade in that, but where I need a really big upgrade is that tight end. My tight end is really up and down. He's and so on the IR, bro. What? The hope is in week nine he's gonna come off and I'm gonna be able to get a couple victories. That's the hope. And so it, it, it is just So what are you doing till then? Just screaming tight ends? Hey, <laughs> I, I had a little See? bit of a play there because I'm playing Eric this week and he has five guys on the bye. So if I can get through this week with a win and I lose next week, I'm 500 with a starting tight end for a really high-powered team. If he comes off the IR. If. You got it. It's huge. I'm, 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 I'm banking on it. I'm with you. But I'm at a point I mean, where I need to take a risk. Yeah, I was going to say, it, you got to risk it for the biscuit. Like. It, it, and both Eric and I are in a tough spot. I mean, he's dead last. He needs to take a risk. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't believe I had a championship team unless I did take a risk. So time will tell if it was good or bad. But I've said no to too many trades that if I would have said yes, I'd be in a good spot. So I might have got the bad end of the deal on paper. I accepted that. And uh, we'll see what George Kittle does. Okay, good. I like the response. I like the response. Yeah. What's up? Um, so no collusion here with Blake and Igor is what I'm taking. No, no dinners on the line. No, no. He he's he sold he sold me uh he sold me man. So no I ten was, to one uh, odds or nothing. What did you say? It said no ten to one odds. <laughs> nope, nope. Just one one uh one one dinner with Meg. That's it. That's all I get. <laughs> <laughs> Send it, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Might be some collusion. <laughs> Dinner's with bang. <laughs> so, so, I mean, obviously, I didn't vote against the trade. I didn't think there was any type of collusion in it. Um, do you think that there's been collusion in the league at all with anything going on? Any of the drafts that have gone on? Or drafts, I'm sorry, trades. Um, maybe in the past. I don't think there's been actually collusion this year. You know, Corey made that trade with me that I – that would have let me beat him this week that would have worked out heavily in my favor, which I was excited about. And yeah, I waited to accept the trade to $200 dinner at the end of the year for winning. Dude, I, I waited to the end of the game to accept the trade in case there was an injury. And I was, I was sky high. Uh, but in, you know, in fairness to Corey, he texted me, said he was going to have other people veto the trades. I'm going to, I'm going to, ask people to veto this because I feel like I'm getting screwed all of a sudden. And, you know, if they would have had a bad game, trade would have went through and I'd be sitting high. But 
he asked enough people and you know i'll be i'll be watching people's hands i'll be watching people's venmos come uh come draft time let's we'll see oh, if he gets you know, a 20 shit to him i'm a big venmo like going down the hole who's paying for people for what type stuff it's like people get down tiktok holes dude i go down venmo holes <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just funny dude it's it's awesome yeah we'll see who gets a couple 20s at the end for Vito in that deal We'll yep. see. see. I okay. See, I can I can personally attest to Corey texting me to veto the trade. Yeah. But I was I didn't need his text though. I didn't need it. I was gonna do it anyway. As soon as I saw it, I was gonna do it anyway. Yeah, I, I give him a hard time, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> he he gets the name for doing it, but uh, yeah, I don't think I, I expected it to get vetoed after they had the night they had. So makes yeah. I was Bad. just crossing my fingers it didn't. Well, I mean, some you gotta you win some, you lose some. You know what it is. That's right. All right. Um. So obviously, we're looking forward onto your or what we've gone through everything in the past. Let's move forward to your matchup this week. Um. You are playing pork chops. Who is the twelfth team in the league? Igor is the bottom feeder. Got one yeah. win. What's it gonna take to make sure the pork chops don't get their second win this week? If Saquon doesn't start and his backup, who's on my team, does, game over. Game over. He shipped it. Shipped in here first. The Dottie Peps. He he just another piece of meat like Kevin. Just another meat that it's time to. You know, I know you've seen Jurassic Park, Grant. You remember oh, yeah. the scene where they put a stake in the ground and have a goat attached to it? For a yep. T-Rex to eat. That's how I feel right now. I'm the T-Rex. I got another piece of meat, just like Kevin, staked into the ground, getting ready to get eaten up. Done. I do need that one thing to happen, though. If Saquon you starts, do. I'm in trouble. Big time. He's projected one point, and you are projected a 37% underdog and only 126 points, where Igor's projected 144. But like you and myself, I'm pretty sure the same way. I don't really pay too much attention to projections. That's all saying what he thinks. Well, and again, if, if if Saquon goes to zero and my guy goes to fifteen, 10, yeah, fifteen, yeah, it just it just flipped, and, and Igor has nobody else on his bench to start. Everybody else is on a bye, so that means watch he your drops. waiver wires because if he drops any of those guys, I'm first to act to pick him up. Who? Who is? Anybody that Eric drops if Saquon doesn't start, I'm going to pick up. Who's going to pick him up? I'm going to pick him up. Who? Me, boy. You best believe. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's getting picked up. No, I'm podcasting. What up? Shout out. Derek Allen's in the building. All y'all, y'all know who Derek is. What's up? Say what up. What up? You, you can't see what him. Is. Can see you. That's my boy, Blake. What up? Blake. Blake, we're about to be having White Rice Wednesday here in a little bit. You already know what that is. Yes, sir. Tight. Um, tight. So I am obviously going to be keeping my eye out on this matchup because I, you know, I got to keep the. See, I don't know if it's a crawfish or a catfish that are bottom feeders. I was saying crawfish. I think it's a catfish. Referring to pork chops, my I got to keep tabs on my bottom feeders to make sure that I can keep the <laughs> the bottom three on the prediction thing intact and maybe come up with some odds to like get some parlays rolling. Because I think you can do something on these sports books apps. Like, if you pay money, you can, like, 
uh, I don't know if we can do it with fantasy. We'd have to check with Yahoo, but you can like put, uh, you can get like your league to be able to bet on like fantasy matchups. I've been looking into it. It's fucking wild. So Grant, let me get your take on this. All right. You're using bottom feeders. Okay. I, yes. I kept thinking about this throughout the week. Like what, what turned my team around? Cause I was owing two. I was struggling. Right. So you, you're, you're a ball player when you, it probably never happened to you, but it went, it probably happened to some where you got out a bunch of times. You never could get a hit. Oh, that happened to me a bunch. Igor what what, was, what was that called? You were in a what? Flunk. Flunk, right? Well, funk, F-U-N-K. And to get out of your funk, there's a terminology that you would need to get out of your, your slump. What would you need? Hashtag pick me up. Hashtag slump buster. Okay. I like <laughs> so that. I think I needed a slump buster to come and get into the victory section. And that's where Kevin came into play. That's where the bottom three come into play. They're slump busters, baby. They're slump busters. I like it. This is hashtag hot take Blake Smith. I already know implementing, trying to implement something into the podcast moving forward. I like it. That was it, man. I like it because people that are on moving forward, if they're in a slump, I can hashtag once your slump buster to get you out of your slump. For you, it was playing KG in the kitchen. And now it's my nice. plan. Nice. Eric, his brother, baby. I got, I, I got one more funk down, losing the Corey. Slump buster time, baby. Oh, slot shooter. So I'm going to actually uh, twist this right back to you. Could this matchup this week for Pork Chops be his hashtag slump buster to get him to where he needs to be against you? It could be. It could be. It, hey, it could happen. But, but, but your boy is uh, – your boy went on a streak. Eric, I think, has the odds against him. Like you said, he's last in the league. Uh, you know, even Kevin beat Fuku. Uh, but that was, was – is he really out of his slump? I don't know, man. One and six. I don't know if you're out of your slump yet. One and five. One and five. One and five. This is week uh, seven. I'm predicting the future, maybe. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I mean, hashtag slump buster, potentially. We'll definitely be keeping close eyes on this matchup for next week. Yes, sir. Uh, I actually – I think I need to implement that maybe moving forward. as like a recap of the person who was on the week prior. So, like, Mike's matchup, like, because we preview it. How did it go? How did he do? But it's not his episode, you know? So, it's like – but for those who do care, if they're paying attention, he uh, lost. Well, it hasn't been good odds, man. Uh, everybody that's been on, I, I believe, has lost their match. So we'll see. This, this is not good odds. I wasn't excited about today. The hashtag you know? I'm with Bozo Cursed, which we already know the league. That's the new league name. For those of you that haven't been following the podcast, our league name right now is Dio's Fantasy Football League. Well, Eric doesn't play softball at all anymore. So even for Dio at all. So that shouldn't be a thing anymore. And now he's the biggest clown in town. And we're doing this podcast. We're already going to do the league vote. Hashtag I'm with Bozo is the new league name. And for anybody that wins, I'll buy your plate to switch it. Splash. You heard it here first. Yes, sir. Second and third. Yes, sir. All right. Um, so this gets me to, uh, I think, my favorite part of the podcast um, is the top 
six to make the playoffs. You can, you don't got to do one through six, like top one, two, three, four, five, six. You could just call six out, six people out, whatever it is. Give me your best six teams that you think are going to make it to the hashtag I'm Bozo playoffs. All right. Well, uh, I think it's time for uh, no different than you, Grant. I think you were, you hadn't won the league for some years, but I always thought you had, uh, had some good drafts and, and just got the raw, raw end of the deal. So I think, uh, I think it's Rydog's turn, maybe Duncan. So those, those two are in the top six, Rydog and Duncan. I think C. Raj, even though I beat him. Um, Hashtag so did I last week. Yeah, yeah. He, he needs to go play Kevin or Eric, get out of his slump. He, he needs does. a slump buster. Yeah, I, that was <laughs> funny. I was thinking, me and him were actually talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so C. Raj is in there. Uh, like I said, Ryan, Duncan. Um, it's tough to say right now. I mean, I'm going to throw uh, – I'm going to throw Nick in there, even though he's two and four. I think his, his team is good. I just think he's been on the, the again, short end of the stick. Yeah, he, I feel like he's been on the short end of the stick a lot, playing on teams where they play their best. They play their best week against him, where he's, his team does, like, what they're supposed to, slash maybe even a little better, and he's getting screwed, which was my team. When I played him, I beat him by two points. So, like, he's right there. And so I can, I, I can kind of feel that take right there as well. And then the, the last two, I'll give uh, I'll give Splash Tastic a shout out. I think you're gonna make it make it in there. You had you got some good quarterbacks, and uh, you you did what I was hoping to do. You had you took Jalen Hurts, young guy, and he exploded. I was hoping that would be Trevor Lawrence, but it hasn't been. So you got you got a spot, and then uh, I do think I'm gonna squeak out a sixth spot. I don't well, think I'm gonna be top tier. Out for himself here, ladies and gentlemen. I like the confidence. Not many people have the confidence to sit in the. I'm with Bozo chair and call themselves in the top six. So I like it. But give me the reason why. Um, I, I think that I have a couple good matchups coming up with other people on by. I, did, I do do a couple look aheads to see who I got, who I have on by. A uh, little concerned, though, the whole Kareem Hunt deal uh, really, really hurt my, my chance of him being out six weeks. Uh, I, see, I seem to figure it out, though. I mean, most years outside of last year, I find a way to make the playoffs. And it doesn't matter, as we all know, you could be first, you could be first or sixth. If you're in the playoffs, you got a shot. I mean, I I won it last year as a five seed, I think. And I I don't know. I don't know. You might have to check. I don't know if any number one seed has won yet. So I think um, it's been the league of the curse of the curse of the bye for the most part for the top finishers in this league in the playoffs. Yeah. Nope. You, you, You hit it. I think you're right. Nice. All right. The old top six are in there. Obviously, you got to give me your three bottom feeders. Let me hear them. All right. Well, uh, Kevin's on that list. I hate to keep saying his name, but Kevin's on that list, man. His team is hot trash fire. Hot trash fire. Trash fire. He only didn't make it twice. Nick didn't put him in there, and Corey didn't put him in there. Corey and Nick both put you in the first – that was see, that was week two and week three when you were 0-2. Well, at the time, you would have been 1-2. and And since then, I guess you've only gotten two more votes to be in the bottom. So, you're, you're trending right in the middle for you personally. But KG has everybody but two. So, 
Yeah, Corey and Nick can't, you know, anticipate things much. You know, they see the day, but they don't see the future. And so, you know, they, they can't see a good team if it hit them in the face. You know, Agreed. that is what yep. it is. Yep. So, so yeah, Kevin and, uh, yeah, we'll throw his brother in there, the Bozo himself, Clown Nose himself. We got him in there for sure. Bozo boys, I keep calling them. <laughs> yep, time, time to change the tattoo, erase the Gordon, Bozo brothers. Get it on know. the right arm instead of the left one. Put, just put Bozo boys on the right arm going down. That's it. Hey, I'm still very, very excited if the third place from the bottom finisher can get the same tattoo as the Gordon brothers. That would be ideal. Okay. Bo- Bozo bros, you know, smash bros. They had three. I we can have three here. Who is it? It's tough. It's a toss up. It's a toss up right now for me. I'm going to go with, uh, uh, BB himself. BB and then the triple B manager, man. Get get those guys in there. That is back to back. We yep. for Brett and BB in the bottom three. Oh wait, boys, let me know how the the bottom feeders taste. I guess. Yep they're they're struggling. They're struggling. They're they're grasping at straws. They're gra- they're grasping for air, man. Feel that. I don't think I've played them yet either. Soon, though, I'm pretty sure. You got a slump buster coming up. Don't worry. You got them coming. That's the thing is I don't want to be somebody's slump buster. Whenever I play whenever I play somebody that I know I should be and I don't, I don't freak out. I just get upset. You know? Like, yes, sir. Like, this, like this week for you is that matchup for me where I'm playing the bottom feeder and it's like, oh, I got – people on a I mean you don't really have people on a buy but like I would probably have people on a buy like Kyler Murray or like some like my star on a buy where I'm playing the bottom feeder or something and it's just yeah uh, I do I do have Zeke on buy so this was a tough week I thought I was just going to be in the yeah, clear first pick. Yeah. but with Kareem Hunt being injured and Zeke being on a buy I'm playing two hopeful running backs you know that's why Eric has a shot did you try to pick up that third running back from Cleveland there was no, I, I, I actually had more faith in Mike Davis, and I, I'm fairly confident Saquon's not going to start, so I'm fine with my alternatives, and I didn't want to go spend more fab on somebody that's probably going to be there just for a couple snaps. And... I like how you called it fab. I like that. Yes, sir. I just I think – I don't even know what it stands for. I just think of it as fabricated bucks. <laughs> hey, that, that works for me. Sure. <laughs> fabricated money. Yeah, that's right. Bidding money. Tight. I like it, dude. It sounds like uh, sounds like you kind of got everything in line with the predictions. Your team's doing what you need to do. Let's get to, I think, what everybody feels is their favorite segment of the podcast, which, shout out to you, you technically created this segment by just starting it in our group text. You started calling out the lock of the week. And it's funny because everybody was reverse psychology-ing it. I don't know if that's a word, but I made it into one because that's what we do over here. And they were going against what you were saying, but you uh, had a three-week run there where your picks were hitting, and I think it kind of changed the look on what people took on your advice on the lock. So Blake Smith, without Further ado, let's get your lock of the week betting-wise, which is open to NCAA 
and NFL football. Yeah, so we're, we're going to just stick with the NFL just because we have uh, – because this is the fantasy league. So I want to stick with the NFL so when we're all watching and stuff. Um, oh, 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 hold on. Sorry to cut you off. Before we start, the history of the lock of the week, we started it with Corey. Corey gave me the first lock. Yep. Didn't hit. Brett and BB gave me locks. Didn't hit. Ride up. Lock. Didn't hit. History in the making, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Malinchek, shout out to the boy. Comes through with the first annual, I guess, or first ever winner for the lock of the week. Big shout out to Mike. He took the Cincinnati Bengals minus three and a half or minus three against the Detroit Lions. They went out and smashed-tastic to them. I was actually at the game. It was pretty sweet, but we did leave at halftime. Still great. Moving forward, Blake, let me hear yours. Had to get that in there. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad Mike got the victory. The tales all this time, those that focus on betting choose the losers, those that don't choose the winners. And, and Mike probably just liked the color of their jerseys. That's how he probably chose them, dude. That's that's Mike for you. So. Funny, that got brought up last week. That's why <laughs> Carolyn was so good at DraftKings. But she did right. pick them by the jersey, so I like it. So we, we're going to just go with uh, – th- th- this was a tough week because there's a lot of uh, lopsided matchups, okay, a lot of high spreads. I think the highest one I saw was 18 and a half, okay? Yep. Uh, so I'm going to go a little bit closer. I'm going to go for a little bit of a, a rebound and pick the Dolphins to win, okay? Money line the Dolphins all day. and I Money think line gonna... Dolphins against the Falcons. Yeah, I think they're going to have a good a good game. I think two is going to come to play, and even uh even after the the bye week for Atlanta, I don't think they got it figured out, man. No, I don't think they have it figured out. So we're going to take the Dolphins. I like it. I like it. This is kind of just stemming from what you just said. What do you think Atlanta needs to do to figure it out? Because I feel the same way you do. I, I think at this point, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I really like Matt Ryan. But they lost Matt, they lost Julio Jones, who was really consistent for them. They're trying to make something to Cordell Patterson. Honestly, as good as he might be, I think they need a fresh start at QB. Um, I, I think they just need some new blood in there. And uh, he's not Tom Brady, okay? He's not going to be the, the – QBs do retire, right? Tom Brady may never, but he, he, ret- he should retire. He's done. See, I feel the same way. They, and they haven't I, – I mean, I'm not an avid Falcons follower, but I don't think they've drafted any quarterbacks, like, in the works. No. And they've they, had a chance to, I think. I would think they're not that good. So, like, they would have – they probably have had some higher-up draft picks, and they haven't taken a – I don't know. Wouldn't you think if, like, they value Matt Ryan as high as they do, they would want a guy, a young guy to come in and learn, like, Matty Ryan, like, learn the – the system and like learn the culture of Atlanta and like da 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 like learn how to be a winner because he was a winner there I mean he was good and then like kind of maybe kind of take the Packers like thinking of like having a young guy sit behind a good starter for a few years and then let him fly like it seems like that should be what they're doing and they're like refusing to and it just boggles my mind well that's what the, the Patriots did that Tom Brady when they got Jimmy Garoppolo right yeah I mean it, they, they didn't have that much longer of a term with Brady. They all knew it, you know, don't let's not let it surprise us. 
And, you know, Matt Ryan's that guy. They get rid of a huge, huge wide receiver threat. They get rid of Devonta Freeman. Yeah. Right? Running was back. He was so good on their team, and now he's just a has-been. And then they, you know, maybe they saw a big future with Mike Davis, but now you got Cordell Patterson taking the role. Who's that wide receiver running back role? They're, they're getting. You can't even play games. wide receiver in fantasy anymore. I actually picked him up, or I put him, I start, huh. This always comes up. Corey, sorry, talking about my other league. Got Cordell Patterson in my other league. Got some bye weeks. Need to play him, but I can only play him at running back. Ooh. Yeah, so I, I think it, I think it's Matt Ryan's time. I mean, in fairness, I don't know enough about the offensive line to say that's what they right. need. I just – I'm assuming the quarterback's the weak link, but – Same. Yeah. Nice. Well, um, let me see here. It looks like – uh, I got one more thing here, and I don't know where it went. So, this is more of a, just a personal question for me with ENTNE or whatever being on uh, the IR. Um, would you ever trade him? Yeah, I would. I, I think he's I think he's really good trade bait. I don't think anybody's willing to offer me what I think I value him at because um, I can get him at a good round when it comes to keeping him, which is my whole plan. Okay, see that was that was where I was actually fishing. I was throwing my bobber out in the line right there in the water. You were gonna plan on keeping him. <laughs> Well, so I got a couple good potential keepers, right? Um, and they're risky ones. Trevor Lawrence in the sixth round, maybe he'll get out of his first year slump. Uh, yep. Brandon, Brandon Cooks was way down the line, and I can keep him. Sam Darnold, another keeper. They Even need a quarterback he, in Houston, dude. I mean, I guess that dude, Min, isn't it Mins? He's not that bad. He's serviceable, but. It, volume. I'm looking, it's a one-point PPR, man. I'm looking for yep. volume. If he Love keeps it. getting 12 targets and he gets seven catches, if his, if, his, if his floor is 13, 14 points, that's a serviceable wide receiver as an 8, 9, 10 pick. I agree 100%. So, it, I like it. you know, I might not even keep ETM. He might be sitting there for nothing because I'm going to keep Darnold and uh, Cooks. Oh, I see you're just nibbling on the bobber and then swimming away. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't. I, I think people are going to try to value them too low, though. That that's you know. Yeah, I, because I, I'll, I'll give a shout out to Kevin. I think that guy knows how to trade, man. He was able to convince a couple people on some trades that I thought were questionable, but I let him. I let him fly with them. So I think he got the better end of a couple deals. Nice. I love to hear it. I love to hear that, and I'm sure we can definitely bring that up with those people that were involved in those trades later on. Sure. So. Now, I don't know if you put any thought into it or if you're just thinking on the spot, but we've come to the part of the show. It's always the saddest part of the show for me because it means your episode's about to be done, but it's hyped for the next one. Who do you got sitting in my seat in the circus tent next week, Blake? You know, you know Grant, I did think about this one, and uh, I do listen to this podcast religiously Thursday morning. Every week. 8 a.m. Hashtag, y'all can see it. 8 a.m. I'm going to keep pushing you for 7.30 so I can listen to it in my drive-in. It might <laughs> never happen, but I'm going to keep pushing. It might. It might. We did it once. But I, I like getting a good laugh in the morning. And uh, getting in your, the zone. Your, your boy Kevin never lets me down. So we're going to put Kevin Gordon on the podcast. 
KG in the kick. My guy. He actually just, it's funny. Danielle, shout out to my beautiful girlfriend that's in the back right now. Um, surprised me. So Kevin lives in Florida. And uh, me and Danielle and a couple buddies went to the Lions game this week. I just said earlier. Well, she coordinated Kevin being in town. He was in town for something. I forgot what it was. Emery's birthday, maybe, or something. I can't remember. He was in, He's in town for this week, and then Easy's wedding is next week. So he's in town. So she coordinated Kevin surprising me at the Lions game, and I was talking to him, and I was like, dude, I can't wait for you to be on the podcast. I don't know when it's going to be, but, like, I can't wait. I'm excited. Like, it's going to be sweet. We're going to be going from state to state. It's going to be sick. He's like, I can't wait. I got a lot to say. So I'm very, very excited that you picked KG in the kitchen, baby. I like it. I want to give him a shot being at the bottom. Get a get a few. You know, I hear I hear he's staying at his little brother's house. Little brother's house. Yeah, he currently is, which isn't owned by his little brother. Oh, that's right. It's not. Right. right. <laughs> Kevin's just visiting though. He's staying at his parents' house. With his little brother. With right. yeah, yeah, his little brother. Yeah. Got it. Okay. But I know you're trying to take a shot. I will give Igor some credit. I hear he's trying to put an offering in the house in Fenton, I believe, or in the works of looking at that. That's only insider information because I talked to Kevin on Sunday, so I know that. So I can't let you slide that in there too much, but I do get it. I do get it. This was my last shot. No more jokes like this. This was the last shot. I think you're right. I feel you. I hope, and I hope it all works out for him and he can – him and Megan can get the house of their dreams. The second, this would be their first house. First house is always just a uh, starter house, they call it. Second house, it's got to be the dream house, right? That's it. I think I've seen a couple of pictures. It looks great. They did good. Nice. Yeah, you being the money guy, I'm sure you have some <laughs> type of say in a mortgage or something or other, I would hope. The Quan, baby. The Quan. boy, the old Quan. I, I do also appreciate your insider information on my stuff so thank you for that as well it's been very well since you hooked me up about like four months ago yes sir i love that stuff blake um so i appreciate the time spending with me on this white rice wednesday it's 805 survivor started five minutes ago i know you got to get to it i got to get to it i appreciate it so much brother i hope to see you soon in person last time i saw you in the draft maybe go golfing or before the season's over or something or do something Get together, watch some football, do something. I'm sure Danielle would love to hang out with Caitlin and whatnot. Yes, sir. Sounds good.